everything that I tried, you know, putting in rehab. I sent him to Arizona for New Age meditation, whatever, life regression, nothing worked. And here comes the story. He met Dr. Ravi. Right. So we, and then Dr. Ravi said, hey, then why don't you follow me around the world? And be with me and I'll mentor you. So that's really when he became Christian. And at that point, when he went to Dr. Ravi, I wasn't in his life anymore because he somebody else was taking care of him already. So I didn't have to make, I, I could let him go. And I felt that, you know, so he would go around the world and he really became Christian, which, you know, parang he didn't have that in his life at all prior to that. So six months later, he came back to me and he said, you know, can we try again? Because I've really changed. This podcast is powered by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. What's going on, Narrow Door fam? Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the show. My name is Sam. Come on in. Uh, we have a very special guest on the show today, and we're all very excited. Did you guys pay extra attention to how you look today because of our guest? Like, are we all looking a little extra? <laughs> no pressure, Bahayo. Woke up like this. <laughs> I just rolled out of bed with a you know face full of makeup, guys. Okay. Um, <laughs> Anyway, yes, we are so excited to talk to our guest today. But before we introduce her, I would also like to introduce you to my friends here on the show. Brother J. Paul Hernandez, of course, is lay preacher at the feast. Instructor Harold Resho is instructor at New Heaven and New Earth, Shinchanji Church of Jesus. Pastor Dennis C., who will be joining us at some point today, is head pastor at Victory Greenhills. He'll do like a surprise pop-up and join us. Um... We are on Spotify too, by the way. If you're watching us on YouTube, awesome. But you can take us anywhere you go if you look um, in Spotify, the Narrow Door podcast. Speaking of Spotify, our guest today also has a show. Um, she is also of the podcast network, Asia Family. Her podcast is called the Beauty Authority Podcast. But more than that, I mean... You know, she is really a woman who needs no introduction. She is the woman behind the beauty empire, the mega beauty empire, Bello Medical Group, dermatologist and doctor to the stars, the Philippines fairy godmother of beauty. Dr. Vicky Bello is with us today. Hi, Doc. Hi, Sam. Hello, Pastor J. Paul and Harold. Thank you for having me. Hi, this is so different thank you. From what the usual guestings I have, but I you like know, the title. What did you call me? The fairy godmother. It's really what yeah. I want to be, but you know, <laughs> you articulated it. I really want to make everybody's beauty wishes come true. You know, and I love why you do what you do. I read that you want to make everyone beautiful because if that happened, then we would all be judged by the essentials, which would be our character, our intelligence, our hard work. Right? Exactly. <laughs> and you know what, Doc? We also hear a lot from our guests Nah. You know, they've been interviewed on many different things, but not so much about the faith. And we really yeah. enjoy talking to our guests about what their faith journey has been like so far. And we really want to thank you for joining us today to share yours. Honestly, before today's recording, you know, I went online to see if there was anything about your faith life. I saw a lot about Doc Hayden's faith life, but not so much about yours. So maybe today is the day, you know, we can we can talk about that. Um, I wanna, oh, I wanna share. Actually, I have a very fond memory of you, um, on good times. Your good friend Mo, 
right? Mm, um, okay. his, his yeah, super popular radio show, Good Times, which I co-hosted for with him for three years. You came in one day with Doc Hayden. This was prior to me coming to the Catholic faith. And so you guys came in and you just so boldly talked about your love for God and Jesus, you know, your personal relationship. And even as a non-religious person, I was just very impressed by that. You know mm, how, yeah, and, and, yeah, and Good Times is not exactly the kind of show you come to profess your faith. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know you can see Mo's eyes rolling, but you know he's Christian now, right? <laughs> I, you know, Mo was here. He was on the show and he yeah, talked about, no, no. yes, yes. He talked about, I listen to the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was talking about, you know, it's really more about his kids and how he wants to impart the faith to his kids. But anyway, today is about you. So let's talk about you. Um, before we get to our questions about your faith life, one of our um, panelists on the show is an admirer of yours, and we, we all admire you, but he feels yep. a personal connection with you. Insta Harry, why do you feel this connection with Dr. <laughs> yes, uh, I really admire Dr. Vicky. It's because uh, I, I know the impact that you made to a lot of people, even in the society. And I think it's because you know the pain of, of what they're going through, because I know your story when you were still young. Uh, you had to go to the clinic every week for your pimples to be treated. And then one day you eventually thought of, why not someday I find a way to treat this? And then that's why you studied in USD and then in the US and then in Thailand. And then fast forward now, you are doing this great impact to the people. And I know how it feels as well because just a few years ago, I had a severe acne as in all over my face. I was working in... Uh, I was working in Makati during that time, and my friends and my workmates would usually say, Oh, ano nangyari sa mukha mo? Bakit ganyan? It's as if parang wala akong nagawang tama dahil lang dun sa physical appearance ko na, yes, it's very superficial, but it really affected me. Uh, I had a very, very low self-esteem during that time. I, I'm not able to give my best because of how I look, and that's why I had to um, get some treatment and until it, uh, it's okay now. But yeah, basically, uh, I'm, I'm really excited to meet you today, even though it's just virtual meeting. And actually, Doctor, one of my dreams is for you to come to one of our Bible classes. But later, maybe you can talk about that. And I have a personal question. I have a personal question that I hope I can ask you later. Okay. Of course. So you know the pain that people go through, right? It's really horrible yes. the way people judge people just because of the way they look. And then like pimples, you know, people think you're dirty, you don't wash your face or something, but it's nothing to do with dirt or anything. It's really oiliness and, and mm -hmm. genetics. Pinagmana mo yan, tendency to get acne. So I've always found it so unfair. So I'm glad you understand me. Instructor mm -hmm. Harold, is that what you call? Yeah, I'd love to attend yeah. Bible study. Because of course, you have Bible study, but I'm sure yours is more organized. Because I'm an organized person when I study. So, hirap ako to jump. Do you jump from topic or do you go from... Because uh, I want to read the Bible like a book, but I guess it's not the way to read it. So, I'm I'm still confused in my head. Oh, wow. I'm looking okay. forward to that day, Nukara. Okay. He, yeah, Instructor Harold came in with a plan today. Speaking <laughs> of, we also have Pastor Dennis C, who is head pastor of Victory Greenhouse, who is joining us right now. Just in time, Pastor D. Hi. Yes. Hi. Hey, Pastor Hi, Pastor D. Hi, Pastor D. 
Oh, Ang dream ko, Doc Vicky, mapapayat mo ako eh. <laughs> <laughs> Hala! Challenge ka, Doc, oh! <laughs> really? Okay. Did you gain weight over the pandemic? Hindi naman, but I've never lost weight also. <laughs> From the beginning. Oh, Pastor G. Let's talk about it off, off ano, cam later. Wow! Kayo mm. ah, nakaka-ano, consultation kayo with Doc Vicky. But this is the stuff she talks about on her own podcast. Again, we'll ask you more about this later. The Beauty Authority Podcast, which is also on Podcast Network Asia. Okay, Doc, let's get started with the story of your faith journey. I know that today you identify as a born-again Christian. I heard somewhere, though, like in an interview you did, I think, where you said you had God in your life, but there was a time that you had God in your life superficially. Can you tell us a little bit about what time? Well, I'm I'm an only child. Basically, I'm adopted. So I'm a, uh, the fifth child of nine. But my aunt, the sister of my mom, adopted me. So being an only child, I think, and studying in a Catholic school, Jesus was such a big part of my life because... Siya na ang playmate ko, di ba? And I only talked to him because I didn't really have a lot of friends who would come to the house. So when I go to other people's houses, I would play. But at home, I would just entertain myself the whole day. And my playmate was Jesus because baby Jesus, stuff like that. So I always grew up having Jesus in my life. But I don't think I, I understood. So Jesus is my friend, right? But when it becomes a bit deeper, like, Jesus is my Lord and Savior, etc. Parang hindi ko masyado nagigets because in Catholic school, it's always memorization, at least in our school. Like, who is Jesus? Jesus is the second person in the Blessed Trinity. Yung parang it's not as bugbog as, as in Christianity that, you know, that He is your Lord and Savior and everything that we do, that Bible is a love letter to us from the Lord. So anyway, I, I was like a Sunday Catholic, a Sunday Christian. So the whole week, I would, no, I would, when I was young, I was really good. And then I got married and then parang the marriage didn't work out. And I think that's where I kind of lost it in terms mm-hmm. of, um, you know, parang, well, of course, my marriage didn't work out because my husband um, wasn't really very Catholic. And so he, you know, the typical sometimes Filipino life, which is that they're proud of having other relationships outside of marriage. And, yeah. you know, I was really... I grew up really like marriage is going to be my thing. Family is going to be center in my life. In fact, my career was really nothing I ever thought would be major. But wow. in my in my plan, in my plan, I would go to work twice a week. So the man I have work, but you know, I wanted a really good family life and I'll take care of my children. We'll have this ideal family. And when this didn't happen the way I planned, I kind of, I kind of lost Ghana, like, you know, I had I had the best of intentions and it didn't work out. And then I have also this very egotistical thing where um, I think I'm, what is it, a feminist in that sense. Like anything a guy can do, I can do better. But I'm like, you laugh. So after that happened, I didn't believe in real love, true love. Well, mm-hmm. What's the point of being faithful? What's the point of being, you know, and... All these men are fooling around. Another problem because in my clinic is that a lot of women come in. I see a lot of wives um, with an emergency makeover 
um, request because their husbands have fooled around with somebody younger, yeah. somebody prettier. Yeah. And then, parang, you know, like a lot of women just devote their whole time when they get married. Unfortunately, they don't have their priorities straight, which I only understood when I became a Christian, that it should always be husband first and then children. Uh, yeah. Filipino mm. women seem to think that it's good to put your children first. That is the... Yeah. That is the parang selfless way of doing things. And when they put their children first, they forget about themselves. They get fat. They mm-hmm. don't care about their bodies. <laughs> they, they don't put makeup. You know what I mean? They don't try to make themselves pleasant. But the husband, like, you know, the husband is not a sideline because the children yeah. come first. And they let and themselves go. Proud. Yeah. So then the husbands, of course, get neglected. But since this whole story comes out, you know the drill, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So I would I would be also angry with like why are men always dating younger women, you know? So that's another <laughs> reason why I think I went out and dated a younger man because it's like ah And I went to this whole rebellious attitude. And then of course, um I would have relationships with men who are not my husband, you know, that kind like but then I would still go to church every Sunday. But <laughs> I wouldn't go to confession because I know. I think the and then of course into my life came Hayden Ko. So Hayden Ko and I um, actually at that time it was a hard time for me because my boyfriend at that time just died. So he died oh of love. Yeah. So it was very actually this is a guy that I was really in love with, but. You know, parang it's very traumatic to have somebody die on you. He was five years younger than me, but he had lung cancer, and then he died. And it was like, I couldn't, I didn't know how to deal, right? So I was looking for something to distract my mind, distract my emotions, distract my pain. And into my life comes Dr. Hayden Ko, who was like the perfect, I thought, at that time, 25 years old. Physically, so my type, tall, <laughs> doctor, um, ano pa ba? funny, and I said, oh, fling fling lang kami dito, diba? So that should be the plan. Um, I don't know what happened. We're married, but there was never any inkling in that in that ano about getting married. And of course, he was twenty five, and you know, he had he had his relationship. I had my relationship, parang parang nag. I was dating other people, he was dating, and I even told God, I said, God borrow Muna si Hayden until <laughs> and then I'll give him back to you, but he can find a wife and try. That's how I think, that's how personal relationship with the Lord is. Parang I think he'll understand me. And actually, it was it worked. But on the, eight, the third year, when he was 28, I said, Lord, can I borrow him another two years? Because I'm still having fun, we're still getting along well. And that's, <laughs> be careful when you promise the Lord something. That's a whole, you know, I will not go into the sordid details and everything, but mm-hmm. it was a very hard time for me because I super really love Hayden. Not not as a boyfriend, but love him as a person. Of course, I also loved him as a, as a boyfriend. Or, but more than that, I love him regardless of whether he is with me or not with me. And when somebody's on drugs, especially when somebody has been such a good person, because Hayden, when I met him, doesn't smoke didn't really drink except once in a while and <laughs> and we were doing fine until about a year into our relationship when my Mario Domawal of ABS made Bulgar the relationship that was dating somebody who's 23 years younger than her and then suddenly he was thrust into the into the spotlight and um, 
And then it really started to affect him because I guess he's younger. Not like me. I don't really get affected too much by what people say, which I don't know mm-hmm. if it's good or bad. But for him, he got shocked. The shock of his life that suddenly from a very um, ideal man that you bring to mom, he became this boy toy, which was so insulting for him. So then he started trying to impress the people. I was going, I was around. And I, I had this stupid idea. I told him, Hayden, it's so easy to impress him. You know what you do? You just enter showbiz and then they'll be impressed. Just to show you how he was before. I said, look at Anne Curtis. Look at Chris Aquino. When they arrive, everybody gets so excited. So all you have to do, because at that time, GMA was singing to him to join showbiz. Right. And I said, so you join na para at least all. Then you'll be a star. Then when day you arrive, everybody will get excited. Hindi ka na boy toy. <laughs> so the way he went into showbiz was because of this ano, celebrity duets where you sang with a celebrity. Hmm. And then everything. So hmm. he joined and then he I begged him to join it because he had asked him to join and I needed the publicity. It was a primetime show. Bello had to be represented. But every time before every show, he would drink a whole half bottle of Tandwai because he was so scared. Whoa! He didn't really drink. And he didn't really sing, but he sings well. It's just that parang, you know, he's he's actually a shy person. So to get the guts, he would do it. And then because, and then parang, I made him sabak also in the clinic. So when I'm tamad, I make him do lipo. So he did an actress, one of the actresses who got a very big crush on him. I didn't know. Oh so, my gosh, wait lang, so, wait lang. Don't, 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 don't. So he was entering showbiz and he was doing this thing. And he's, you know, from this Chinese conservative family, it's all showbiz. So this girl that he lipoed, he, let's say she, he lipoed her on a Thursday. Thursday, ha? Saturday, tinawagan na siya. Um, can you visit me? Because I have a stomach ache from the lipo. So he said, uh, I'm here in Tagaytay. I'm doing something. Uh, you go not to the clinic that's only four in the afternoon. She goes, no, no, I want you to come. Be the one to come. And then he goes, where are you? I'm in a hotel. So, of course, obviously, right away he got the message. Hello, sweetheart. So he went. Ooh, look who's here. Scarlett he went there. And then nagkagulo-gulo na. Scarlett. Do we, yeah, do we want to talk about this stuff around your five-year-old daughter? <laughs> Scarlett, go away. I love you. <laughs> By the way, I am I am just you know sitting back in awe because this is way more like juicy details than I bargained for with my question. I know, but no name na lang. But anyway, no, I'm just saying that's how I got into drugs. So the girl, when he entered the room, he she said, "If you want to come in, you have to take this." So anyway, so he did it. Oh, wow! Wow! He found he found something that gave him confidence. He found something that gave him that made him feel like Superman, and mm. he went very shy person to suddenly very confident <laughs> so that's how it all started but i was so tanga i didn't know i just thought all my positive reinforcement work now finally he got confident overnight and so that's how this whole started but when you when you deal with somebody if you're if you've not if you don't do drugs you can't recognize it diba? so i just knew there was something different but i didn't know anyway along the way he really kind of got into it and addicted so going to the story the end story of it is i was so worried about him because he had tried to kill himself um and all that and parang, the one thing i couldn't take is that he would die also because my boyfriend had died diba? Oh. and my and my i know is i can't take it because it is it's okay to break up with someone for me 
Um, mm. If I break up with someone, it's okay. It's fine. But I just, part of me is with that person in my head. And when I want to see him, or I don't mind just seeing him. I don't need to talk to him. But it's just important for me to know. I think it's also my adoption um you know, abandonment issues that I just need to know they're alive. Parang dead is like not acceptable. So sure. I really got into, so that's why I think people find me so weird na despite everything that I know, parang I wouldn't let go. And it was because I just really wanted him to get through this phase so that he would stay alive and that he would be there when I wanted to see him. And everything that I tried, you know, putting him in rehab, I sent him to Arizona for new age meditation, whatever, life regression, nothing worked. And here comes the story. He met Dr. Ravi. Right. And then Dr. Ravi said, hey, then why don't you follow me around the world and be with me and I'll mentor you. So that's really when he became Christian. And at that point, when he went to Dr. Ravi, I wasn't in his life anymore because he wanted somebody else was taking care of him already. So I didn't have to make, I, I could let him go. And I felt that, you know, so he would go around the world and he really became Christian, which, you know, parang he didn't have that in his life at all prior to that. So six months later, he came back to me and he said, you know, can we try again? Because I've really changed. Of course, I've heard this speech many times. So I'm like, it's okay, like right, <laughs> right. But, um, but he said, no, I really have. I want you to meet my mentor, Dr. Ravi. And so that's that's how I know Hayden owes Dr. Ravi's life. And we actually owe our relationship to him. So when I met Dr. Ravi, he's really the kindest, most humble person. You could meet him so intelligent beyond Anoa. So this whole thing that's happening now is so personal and painful for us because... Mm. Parang this is not the Dr. Ravi we know at all. And in RZM, parang it's him. He was so consistently good. Talagang, could we have been so wrong? But of course, part of me is like, how come naman now? It's so unfair that all these accusations come around after he dies, di ba? Yeah. Parang 2005 pa this happened, 2007, 2010. Where were you all? And then if you look at the report, there's a lot of anonymous names. And, you know, this person who's writing this article, um, he he made a pledge already in 2015 that he would bring RZIM down. That oh, wow. Sure, RZIM. So, parang, of course, I, you know, it's kind of like, is this for real or is this... Parang, and if Dr. Ravi were so... If he had done something, I think he would have been a lot more careful already because it may warning Canada. But anyway, all these I, things go unanswered. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I actually, I mean, before coming to today's recording, I was actually considering, you know, should I ask Dr. about Ravi Zacharias? Because, you know, Doc Hayden's conversion is very well publicized. Um, I've heard his testimony. Wow, super dramatic. Talk about doing a 180 in your life as you come to God, right? And then uh -huh. yun nga, I learned that Ravi Zacharias was so instrumental in his conversion. He was at your wedding. He married you guys, right? And you maintained mm -hmm. a close relationship with him. And then after he passed away, there were all these allegations that came out. And so I thought maybe it would be something that I could ask you. But ultimately, I decided that 
I didn't want to put you in an uncomfortable position. Maybe I should just put that aside. But you actually wanted to talk about it today. So, yes, you know, I have, do. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, you know, Dr. Ravi, not, he was also instrumental in my conversion. So Hayden invited me to go to Arizona for RCIM's yearly convention. And then that's where I met Dr. Ravi. And I was the only non-Christian there, really, because, of course, you don't go to an RCIM convention. You're all the donors and everybody there. But I was listening, and I was so touched. And, of course, Hayden gave his testimony in that thing. And after having gone through three years of trying to help Hayden, in my own desperate efforts and nothing happened for this 180 degree turn of his that the Lord, only the Lord can do that. I mean, totally Hayden was off drugs, didn't want anything to do with it. I mean, and talagang he seems so happy. He seems so home. And you know, like with Christians, you always say, I want what he has. I want the peace that he has. I want the relationship. And so that's when I started to learn the difference between um, Christianity in the Catholic, the way I knew it, which is more uh, intellectual and not, and you know, and at least in, in our school, we were never encouraged to read the Bible as Catholics. But here it's a personal relationship with the Lord. And so I went back to being five years old where I had my personal relationship with the Lord. But my personal relationship with the Lord is I'll talk to him, he'll talk to me. I, I felt he was talking to me, but I never really read the Bible. But reading the Bible made me understand even how more, you know, how wonderful the Lord is, how loving, how kind. I mean, he's totally perfect. And I think... One of the thing, the reasons I want to talk about Dr. Ravi is because in, initially when this first came out, I got really scared. I had, I was so afraid because Hayden said something like, "Can Jesus really change anybody? Can there really be conversion?" I mean, if Dr. Ravi, who was the number one apologist and defender of the Lord, did this, what is there any hope for anyone else? And I got so scared because if he starts going in that direction. He might go back to the life that he had before, right? and just lose Ghana. But today, he said to me, you know, we do know that Dr. Ravi really worked for the Lord's, did the Lord's work. And I said, well, what he did negates everything that he did because, you know, we believed in him. And then suddenly now he has feet of clay and everything's reversed, right? He goes, but Vicky, he was instrumental in me being alive and me being with Christ. And he's instrumental with you accepting the Lord. And he's instrumental that we have this wonderful family now. So we cannot, you know, you don't throw the baby out of the bathwater. That's what they say because the bathwater is dirty. But the baby, the what we are now is because really of Dr. Ravi. Because Dr. Ravi played such an instrumental part, even with our getting married, because I was so afraid to get married again. I really didn't want to. But he said, Vicky, you can't continue this relationship like this. Either you split up or you get married. And I look at him and say, Dr. Ravi, if I get married, baka Hayden will go back to his old ways and then... But I'm getting a martillo and making myself poke poke in the head, you know. But he's such a bad um, bet for me, especially because of the age gap and the difference in what, well, you know, I'm still so appreciative of beautiful women. I can't live like that. I want the freedom to be able to walk out anytime I want to. And he said, no, you can't live like that, not with the Lord. And then so he said, you better get married. I'll marry you or you break up already, but you can't do this. So mm. we... 
we broke up. <laughs> we broke up for oh. God. We broke up for like two months. And then we got back together. And we said, Sige na nga, let's get married. <laughs> so, yeah, but you know, the Lord really, when you follow Him, because I prayed to the Lord, I said, Lord, I, I think this is a big mistake for me, but I, I follow you because this is what you want. Bahala ka na kay Hayden. Just make sure mm-hmm. that He doesn't hurt me again. Because all that stuff I went through, parang bugbug na bugbug na ako, but I can't take even a little more. It's it's like how much more can a person take, right? And he didn't really change. Like the moment you got married, talagang such a responsible father and husband, really the leader of our family, the greatest father in the world, and husband. So kind, he became a man, talagang mama. Parang biglang my yeah. responsibility. My So I know yeah. it's a Lord working. So it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful thing. For me, Naman, it's been wonderful because in the Catholic Church, I was always so scared of dying. Really, really scared. And I was always scared I'll go to hell, you know. And it, it was such a revelation to me that in Christianity, in being born again, you don't have to work for your salvation. It's a gift. Really, I don't have to work as it before. I always think, oh, I'll do many good deeds because if I do good deeds, I'll go to heaven. If my good deeds are over my bad deeds, then maybe I'll go to heaven. You know what I mean? But now I know, wow, it's a gift. And so when I behave or when I'm good, it's not because I'm scared. It's not because I'm scared of going to hell. It's because I'm so grateful and I don't want to disappoint Jesus that I will follow his ways because it's because he's given me this gift of salvation and died on the cross and it's a very different way of looking at it it just it's so freeing it's full of gratitude um and so i really love the way they do it this way so and then i yeah. read the bible all the time but i do and i always say it i think for those because i listen to pope um pope what Francis. is john paul oh, oh, what's his name saint john paul Who's your Pope now? No. He's very good. Pope Francis. See, I'm already, okay, so I'm already not in the country, so I'm not. But I, <laughs> I read Pope Francis, and he's very he's very Christian in the way he talks, huh? I mean, read the Bible, have a personal relationship with the Lord. It's not the old-fashioned kind of Catholicism where you behave, you know, otherwise you're going to go to hell. Well, that's not that. So I think I always consider Catholics as Christians. Sometimes I'm... Mm, Maybe it's not properly taught in school or whatever, but I think I the, mean, bottom line, oh, yes, the bottom line. Yes, the bottom line. Yeah, the bottom line is we love the Lord Jesus Christ and we are followers, and that's why we're believers, right? Absolutely. So, yeah. So that is the yeah. idea behind this podcast as well. You know, as I mentioned to you prior to recording, we are an ecumenical podcast and we are from different churches, but at the end of the day, we profess the same God and we love Jesus and we want to be followers right. of Jesus. Um, but yeah, and as a Catholic, I guess, uh, you know, with how you mentioned Bible is also very interesting because obviously we have the same scripture. Well, the Catholic version of the Bible has seven more books, but we operate off of the same scripture and i think that's one thing that i've learned on this show as well is we put different um we put a different amount of focus on the scripture depending on you know what church or what denomination you're from i think um so yeah it's been interesting we have differences but we have a lot of similarities as well um right i mean why do we need the bible only so we can get to know him better because he's not 
here to to get to know besides so you read what he says and and you know and i just fallen in love with him because he's just so so kind and patient and forgiving and full of grace it's but wow if i do anything bad at this point so if there's anything i don't know maybe the catholics if they told me to read the bible i would have been um in a better place but also one of the things i think is because christianity allows married um pastors i feel mm. like it's uh, a more normal they understand the problems of normal people because it's hard if you're a priest you've never been married I don't know. Sometimes why they, they talk from theory and they're not so so I feel a little disconnected. But I do I still go to Catholic Church. You know what I love about the Catholic Church is is the serenity and the seriousness and solemnity Reverence. of the church, right? I love the kneeling down, I love the praying, I love it. Because sometimes with Christianity, I like it also because of course they're all singing, praising the Lord so loud. But apparently sometimes it's I need the reverence, and I so I yeah. go to the. So I feel I hope people don't get pissed because I go back and forth. But for <laughs> me, Jesus is. What's up, my Lord? Is the Jesus Christ? So okay now. And also, I know I feel the need to clarify that Catholics are Christians. Like right, oh. right. Because for me, as a Catholic, I feel like the term Christian has been hijacked by the other churches, except the Catholic Church. And personally, I'm like, um, we were the first Christians as Catholics, guys. <laughs> You have to remind everybody of that. Because I said, I was telling you earlier, I was in the panel of the Bible Day there in Shangri-La mm. with Manny Pacquiao. And I said that and everybody just kept quiet. They were <laughs> all looking at me like I, I had, I had her, heresy. I said, I consider Catholics Christians. And of course we me, are. God, did I do something so wrong? Pastor B. Pastor D, the back Catholics are Christians. Basta sure ako kay Sam. AJ <laughs> hey, Paul. No, si AJ Paul. We'll see. Just to prove it. Oh my gosh. Do you guys have questions for Doctora? Because I know si Instahari has a question for you. If you guys have questions for Doctora, please go ahead. No, I think it's a day for Insta H and Doctora. Kasi talagang lagi na kaming may moment ni Pastor D. I think it's a really good time for Insta H to step up. What's an admirer yeah. of Dr. Vicky Bello. He prepared a special question though for you. What's that, Insta Harry? Yes, because I know Dr. Vicky Bello is very uh, a woman of science, very logical thinker, but also you are a woman of faith. You even pro profess your faith in the public, which is dinaman lahat ginagawa. So my question really is. How do you reconcile science and the Bible? Because sometimes people would say na ako sa science lang maniniwala. Some people would say na ako uh, purely biblical lang ako. So, how do you reconcile these two things? Good question, Insta Harry. Tune into part two of our conversation with Doctora Vicky Bello to hear her answer. Thank you for joining us today, and for more of our panel, check out our show description. See you guys on the next episode of the Narrow Door Podcast.